Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Hey, hi, and hello, my sisters. Welcome back to the Because She Chose podcast, where women, mamas like you, choose to grow in their faith and their walk with Jesus. How are you doing in the thick of this Christmas season? Are you feeling all the pressure and stress to do and be all the things? You know, I keep hearing the lyrics to the Carol of the Bell songs. Whenever I go like shopping and I'm looking at all the people, they're hustling and they're bustling around and it's like, um, one seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. So I keep on hearing the song over and over and over in my head. I, mean, I don't know. Do you do that? Do you listen to a lot of Christmas songs in the car? Or maybe you're feeling like the, you know, Mr. Grinch. I mean, sometimes I feel that way too. When you're tired and you're doing all the things, right? But, you know, all kidding aside, I like to take the next few minutes I want you to just breathe a collective sigh of relief because I'm here to remind you that this is supposed to be a time of reflection, the season, right? The reason for the season, getting back to the center, Jesus. No, literally, I want you to breathe in and out with me right now, slowly. Doesn't that feel good? You know, I've been enjoying tremendously taking time each day to just take out my Bible and focus on a scripture associated with the Advent theme for the week. And now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's podcast on hope, let me explain what I'm even doing, what the Advent even means. It means it's the arrival and it signifies the start of an event or the person that it has come. Think about it. Jesus, the babe in the manger, hello, wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, you might want to use that word to refer to like the advent of the internet age or something like that. But in Christian communities all around the world, Advent is referring to the four-week season, those four weeks leading up to what we celebrate on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, remembering and celebrating the arrival of Jesus of Nazareth right here on earth. Now think about it. I'm going to read to you Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. It says, now the God of peace who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant, even Jesus our Lord, equip you with every good thing to do his will, working in us, which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. And let me tell you, if I am going to hold fast to my well-anchored hope, then I will need some sin-conquering help from God. And that is what verse 21 says, that I get, you get, we get, that God is working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, namely our holding fast to the well-anchored hope. So that's what we're talking about last week was all about hope. But now we're talking about what did those first words were and the God of peace. So notice those next three words, through Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus did not exert himself with promises and oaths and the blood of his son and the eternal priesthood of Jesus simply to anchor down one end of our security while leaving the other to dangle in the air. The salvation Jesus obtained by his blood was everything. 
it took to save his people, not just a part of it. So now the second week we're entering, right? We just lit the second candle on Sunday in our church. Today is Monday for the word. And we're going to center around peace for the week. Just think of it. Jesus, the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, agreeing to come and be born as a helpless human baby. I often wonder what it was like for the God of all creation to still have the ability as the son of God and be so vulnerable in a tiny and frail human body. It was a time of barbarism. Can you understand the ancient world at the time of our Savior's birth was full of war, illness, danger? Can you imagine the angels that were commanded by God the Father to protect Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as they walked around this earth? Jesus, in this little tiny body, frail, really does boggle the imagination. And as I was listening to week two of the Bible Project's Advent series on peace, I couldn't help but think how little peace there actually was on the earth at this time. The word peace means the absence of war. And in the Bible, the word can mean the absence of conflict, but it also points to something better in its place, in the place of the absence of conflict. And in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And in the New Testament, the Greek word is irene. The most basic meaning of the word is complete or whole. It can refer to a perfect stone that has a whole shape with no cracks in it. I'm using the word stone because that's what they used in ancient times. But think of the pavers that people use for their driveways. They're beautiful after they're done, right? Those expensive pavers or the bricks that they use to build homes. You want to use the best and you want to use the ones that have no cracks in them, nothing that's misshapen. So this word means nothing missing, nothing broken. It is having an unshakable promise in everything that makes a man perfect, whole, complete, and full. Because right now, without him, we're not. We are completely broken humans. But it can also refer to a completed stone wall. So think about not just that one brick, but an entire wall that has no gaps, no missing bricks, a building that has nothing. We have a front porch that has broken steps, broken brick steps. And sometimes it's hard, you know, you're navigating up that, you don't want to step on one that's loose. So this is referring to something that is complex with lots of pieces in a state of wholeness. So you can even imagine a fortress city with perfectly fortified walls. You know, our church, Oasis Church NYC, we're studying the book of Nehemiah in our midweek community Bible study. And the story is that the city walls were broken down in several places, leaving it vulnerable to attacks from its enemies. And at the end of the story, God miraculously enables his people to work together in concert and harmony, fighting off their enemies while at the same time, supernaturally rebuilding the walls in record time. So while they did this, they were facing resistance, but God helped them fortify the walls around the city which kept out the enemies and kept their people within them safe. So that's what peace looks like. Nothing missing, nothing broken. There's nothing lacking. It's the idea that life is complex, full of moving parts and the relationships and situations. And when any of these things are out of alignment or missing, what happens? Your shalom, your wholeness, your completeness breaks down. Life is no longer whole and it needs to be restored. Think about the marriage that is broken down that you're missing love in it. Maybe you have a child that is having a health crisis. This is what it's referring to, is that 
Jesus gives us shalom. So when we're using this as a verb, the word shalom, the idea is to make complete or restore and reconcile. So think about in the biblical times, revival kings, they had to make shalom when they came together, when they stopped fighting one another. So you have all these different kingdoms. And when one would lay down and say, I surrender, they would stop fighting one another, but they would also start working together for each other's benefit towards a goal, towards becoming one. It's what the kings of Israel were supposed to do all throughout ancient history, but they rarely were able to. So in Isaiah's day, he prophesied that there would be coming a future king, a prince of shalom, a prince of peace, and his reign would bring shalom, peace with no end. A time when God would make a covenant of shalom and peace with his people and make right all the wrongs and heal all that was broken. That's why Jesus' arrival in the New Testament was described as erene, which is the Greek word for peace. And it said, Jesus said it to his followers. He said, I have come to bring you peace, my peace, I give it to you. So the apostle said that Jesus made peace with broken and lost people. And God, when he died, Jesus, he risen from the dead, right? It's that idea that he restored to wholeness in that moment, the broken relationships between humans and their creator. That's why the apostle Paul said in Ephesians 2, 14 and 15, Jesus himself is our Irene. He is our peace. He was the whole and complete human that we were made to be, but have failed to be. And now he's given us his life as a gift. I'm getting excited about this. Now we as his followers were called to create peace. Paul instructed the early churches to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace in Ephesians 4.3. This requires humility, patience, bearing with each other in love. I remember having issues and problems with people in our church years ago and trying to settle them and trying to get them to understand that you know, we're supposed to be long-suffering with one another. It means suffer long with one another. That's what Christ's love enables us to do. That's what we're supposed to be doing, to bear with each other in brotherly love. And when we see people that are not in unity, that are unable to come together in the unity and the spirit of the bond of peace, of Christ's peace, it breaks his heart and then it breaks ours. It's a breakdown of relationship. So he also says in Colossians 1.22 that now Jesus has reconciled us back to himself, to God, through his physical body, through the death of his, this body that God gave him to come and be born of a, of a virgin, a little child, to grow into a man, to be presented holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. There it is. There it is again. We're reconciled. We're restored. What was broken at one time, he now has given us complete wholeness. Wow. So true peace does take a lot of work. It requires taking what was broken and restoring it to wholeness, whether it's in our lives, my life, my own life, your life, your relationships, 
Like I said, people have breakdowns in relationships and it's hard, especially during the holidays, it's hard to not be in peace with one another or even in our world through us, his people. God is trying to restore wholeness to our world through us, his people. That's the rich, rich concept of the biblical word for peace. So listen, I don't know what you need to do to bring yourself into this state of shalom. Do you need to bow your head right now and ask the Lord, God, help me. Help me to understand what your shalom means, what Irene means to me right now. I need your peace, God. I want peace during this holiday season. I want peace in the midst of storms, in the midst of battles. You have brought wholeness and completeness to us. You have that ability to have it right now. I'm asking you to bow your head and say, Lord, I need you, Prince of Peace. Come and hold fast to the enabling power that Jesus bought for you. I'll leave you with that and I'll see you next week when we talk about our next theme. Blessings, my sisters. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.